Well, hey kids, this is the Preacher and the Piano Man, a fun podcast to help kids learn and pray the Bible with their parents. And my name's Tyler. I'm the Preacher. And my name's Trevor. Today's top story. Three monkeys have escaped from the Louisville Zoo. Although their demeanor is regularly quite calm, their behavior the last few days has been quite bananas. Back to you. Wait, Trevor, I don't want to interrupt, but are you are you doing a newscast right now on television? Tyler, we're live. We're oh, sorry, live right sorry. now. We're on, this is the news is happening right now. Is the monkey going to be all right? This just in, today on this podcast, Tyler is going to go ahead and tell us another Bible story, in which case Trevor will ask him some clarifying questions, and at the very end, write a new song. Back to you. That's right, news people and also kids. I'm super excited because today in episode three of season two, we are going to meet... David's best, 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 very, very best, best friend in the entire world. And yes, they probably had a cool best friend handshake and matching pajamas and bunk beds in the palace, 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 palace. That sounds pretty fun. Let's do it. Hit the theme song. Put down those yummy goldfish. Because guess what? We granted your wish. You get to hear from your bucket list. It's the preacher and the piano man. Fun and now go hand in hand. And this time it will be grand. It's the preacher and the piano man. Okay, so the vocab word today is friendship. Friendship. And the Bible teaches that friendship is really important, kids. Now, Trevor, I have a question for you in follow-up to season one. Um, I asked you in season one who your best friend is, and you said it was Dairy Queen, which is strange. Um, but I, I have a follow-up question on that. Is the queen, the Dairy Queen, still your best friend, or do you have a new one? Well, you know, I, maybe I would have a new one if somebody else— came up to me and gave me a basket of chicken tenders with a cup of gravy that I could dip it in. But until that happens, no, Dairy Queen's still the best. Love you. Have Have you ever had their cheese curds before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Delicious. I'd have to say I might want to wiggle in on this friendship because those curds are fantastic. Hey, two's a friendship, three's a party. You're in. All right. Let's go get a blizzard after this. Now, the Bible says that David's best friend um, was not Dairy Queen. Uh, it was actually a man named Jonathan. And they had one really, really important thing in common that I will tell you in a second. But first, I want to ask the kids here in our live studio audience. They are absolutely 100% real kids. Kids, uh, what do you and your friends have in common? Well, me and my friend like to go fishing together. Yeah, me and my friend are in the same class at school. And me and my friends share our underwear if the others run out. And my best friend is the personal bacteria living between your toes. And our favorite thing to do is make your shoes stink. <laughs> I can smell those stinky feet from here. <laughs> sniff, sniff, sniffity, sniff. Oof. Gary, whoa. 
we got to have a talk. Gary, friend to friend here, if you don't want to be called scary, Gary, you got to knock that stuff off. Your best friend is the personal bacteria from feet? What? At the very least, you need to monitor what you're watching on YouTube. Anyways, okay. Now, that's cool that you guys have things that are in common with your friends, um, kids. Um, David and Jonathan had in common one really, really important thing. They both trusted in God. And this is one thing that is super important to have between you and your very best friend, that you both love Jesus. See, you should have all sorts of friends, friends who don't believe what you do or don't act the same ways you do or don't look like you, think like you, or even come from the same culture that you do. But the people you let influence you the most should always be people who trust in God, like you. Now, one thing my pastor used to say to me, Trevor, uh, is this. He used to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Do you know what that means, Trevor? I mean, nothing is free in this world. You know, you go to Walmart, there's gonna be a price for everything. So I imagine if you went to Walmart with your friend and said, hey, I wanna know, like, you know, am I gonna, what's my job gonna be when I grow up? Like, you know, am I gonna find love, all that kind of stuff? They probably would give you that answer if you trade in your best friend and then your friend has to just work at Walmart for the rest of your life. That'd be my guess. So you're suggesting that if we trade in our friends at Walmart, then Walmart will tell you, they'll predict your future? I'm not suggesting that, but I am suggesting that I might get some money here in a little bit. Oh boy. No, Trevor, that's not actually what the saying means. Um, It actually means that the friends you hang out with rub off on you. And over time, you just become more and more like them. So your closest, very best friends need to people who uh, need to be people who help you make you more like Jesus, not less like Jesus, but more like Jesus. So uh, I heard it said like this once. Here's another saying. Okay, you become the sum of your five closest friends. So Trevor, if that's true, if you actually become like the five closest friends you let into your life, then who do you want to be your friend? Hmm. Easy. Number one, I'd choose Captain America because he stands up for what he believes in and he's strong. Number two, Marie Kondo. You know, she's all about living a minimalistic life. Maybe I will have a cleaner room because of it. Uh, Number three, Dairy Queen, obviously, unlimited blizzards. I can make those. Four, a penguin so I could slide on my belly. And then five, it's obvious, you know, 15-time hot dog world champion eating contest connoisseur Johnny Chestnut. For obvious reasons. Okay, it's Joey Chestnut. What did I say? Did I say Johnny? Yeah, it's Joey. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. And he's one of my heroes, so I might forgive you for that later. Now, kids, I don't know. It feels like a good question to ask you. Um, If you become the sum of your five closest friends in life, then who do you want to be your best friend so you can be more like them? to be my friend because he always shares his cheese sticks at lunch and I want to be just like that. I want Kylie to be my friend because she's brave and beats the boys in soccer. I want to be just like that. 
Because she could burp the whole alphabet. And I've never met a girl who could do that. Whoa. It's amazing. Um, well, kids, that started off really great, actually, with sharing about bravery and, you know, generosity. But when we got to Donkey Kong there, I think it really went off the rails. So Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Anyways, let's, let's get back to David and Jonathan. David and Jonathan met right after David slayed the giant. Um, and if you remember from last episode, the reason David was able to beat Goliath was why? It was because his heart was full of trust in God. Now, Jonathan had that same level of faith. See, right before this story of David and Goliath, in chapter 14 of 1 Samuel, we meet Jonathan, and Jonathan was a warrior too. It's such a great story. So Jonathan sees an outpost of 20 soldiers from the Philistine army, and the Philistines were just a constant fly in the eye for Israel. And even though the odds were clearly stacked against Jonathan, I mean, 20 verse two, it was just him and his armor bearer. It seemed like he had no chance to win. Jonathan trusted that God could deliver a miraculous victory, and, uh, and God did. So Jonathan had this level of faith. And when he met David, who had enough faith to fight a giant, they were like, dude, we just became best friends. Let's buy matching pajamas and, you know, get bunk beds, you know? And here's the thing, though. They should have never been best friends because Jonathan was Saul's son, which means that he was next in line to be king. But Samuel had just anointed David. So, like, if Jonathan is the heir apparent, but David is like the grassroots rival who's about to become king. What sort of relationship would you expect David and Jonathan to have? There's only one crown and only one person can wear it. Like you would expect them to fight over the crown. You'd expect them to hate each other. But instead, they love each other. Now, hey, what's that? Whoa, looky there. We are getting a call from a real kid, totally real kid, on the newly upgraded Preacher and Piano Man Global Satellite uh, Network it cost millions of dollars, but we were able to pay for it from the proceeds of last season, season one. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and take this call. Kids, go ahead. Hi, this is Carter, and I need some friend advice. I met a boy in my kitchen. He was just sitting there on the cabinet, and I asked him his name and where he's from, and he was being kind of rude. He never answered. But then right when I was about to ask him if he wanted to play, my mom came in picked him up off the cabinet, wrapped him in foil, and put him in the oven for 45 minutes. And then, oh my goodness, we ate him for dinner. She put cheese and bacon and sour cream and salt and pepper, and we just ate him like a bunch of hungry great white sharks. He was delicious, and I feel terrible about it. What should I do? Well, Carter... I hate to say it, but I think your friend wasn't a boy. It was a potato. Yeah, baked potato. And I love those two. Let's take another call. Well, hi. This is Avery, and my question is for Trevor. What qualities should I be looking for in a friend? Oh, well, thanks, Avery, for your question. Uh, this one's really simple. Find anybody who is as tall as you. Not taller, not shorter. 
Then you go to the playground, you both get on either side of the teeter-totter, and boom, it works perfect every time. That is actually not terrible advice, but also not great advice either. So back to our story. There were actually two qualities that the Bible says that David and Jonathan shared that um, I think we should try to, you know, not just look for, but to bring ourselves into all of our friendships. The first one is commitment commitment. David and Jonathan stuck together through thick and thin. You see, when they first met, the Bible says that Jonathan made a promise to David to be his friend forever. They committed to each other. And Jonathan sealed that promise by giving David his royal robe. Remember, he's the prince, his royal tunic, his sword, his bow, even his belt. And since he was the prince, some Bible experts believe that this was Jonathan showing David that he knew that David was going to become the next king. And he was okay with it. He was promising to support him. And I'm going to tell you what, that promise would get tested because guess what happened next? If you remember from last episode, Saul grew very jealous of David. And so he tried to kill David, like lots of times. One time he tries to hit David with a spear while David is playing the lyre and David dodges it like... Um, But for some reason, David doesn't run. So Saul throws it at him again. It's like, and he dodges it. Then in the next chapter, he tries to get David killed in battle. Then he sends soldiers to try to kill David. Then he throws another spear. Then he sends more soldiers and more soldiers and more soldiers. And then he thinks to himself, well, you know, if no one else can get the job done, I'll just go myself. And so he goes after David and Jonathan sees all this in his dad. And you know what Jonathan does? He protects his friend, David. He actually challenges his dad. He says, dad, you're losing it, man. Stop being so violent towards David. David's a good man. He's innocent. He's my best friend. In fact, one time when Jonathan challenges his dad, Saul gets so mad that he threw a spear at Jonathan. Somebody take this guy's spear. Somebody get this guy's spear lessons. He is not hitting his targets. Right. Okay. Now, can you imagine through it all, Jonathan remains committed to his friend and they stuck together. That's a great quality to have in a friend, kids, and that's a great quality to bring to your friendships. Now, the second quality that we see in their friendship is servanthood. Basically, David and Jonathan, they took care of each other. There was one time in 1 Samuel 23 that David was really sad. He'd been driven out of his home. He couldn't understand why Saul wanted him dead. And guess who showed up? Jonathan, his best friend. And you know what? The Bible doesn't say this, but I bet Jonathan showed up with like a carton of cookies and cream ice cream and his favorite Nintendo Switch game. And he just spent time being with his friend. Now, Trevor, I have a question for you. If your friend was sad, what would you show up with? Uh, Stuff that makes me laugh, like a video or two of somebody slipping on a banana peel or a video or two of somebody walking into screen doors or a video or two of people like falling down the stairs, a couple of puppies, maybe some cosmic brownies. Hmm. Cosmic brownies aren't good, but you know what kind of video I, was, I like is are those like cat videos where there's like cucumber on the floor. Oh yes. And all of a sudden they see the cucumber and they just freak out. They, and they hate like jump things. on top of it. What's up? Why a cucumber? I don't know. Maybe we should explore that in a later podcast. Mm-hmm. Now here's the deal. One of my favorite stories is how. Uh, after Jonathan died, David cared for his friends so much. Even after he passed away, David took care of his son, uh, a son named Mephibosheth. And this was important because Mephibosheth's legs were hurt so bad that he couldn't walk. And at this point, David was the king. 
David took him into his home and always gave Jonathan's son a place at his table. That's some real care, man. When you care for your friend, the Bible calls this bearing one another's burdens. In Galatians chapter six, verse two, the apostle Paul writes that we are to bear one another's burdens. This is the way you fulfill the law of Christ. Now bear one another's burdens. Kids, I want you to pretend that your friend has this huge heavy rock on their back and it's a huge burden and it's weighing them down and tiring them out and it's ruining their day. You know what the Bible tells you to do? Bible tells you that if you're their good friend, you gotta go get under that rock and carry that burden with them. And guess what? If you get under that rock, some of the weight is gonna slide on you and that's gonna make it hard. It will hurt you a little bit. But at the same time, some of the weight slides off your friend and it makes things easier and lighter for them. That's what a good friend does. They bear their friend's burdens. And this is what Jesus did for us on the cross when he took the burden of our sin in full and he died for us. What a friend we have in Jesus. He's the best sort of friend. John 15, 13 says that no one has greater love than this than if someone lays down his life for his friends. Those are Jesus' words. And guess what? That's exactly what he did for his friends, including us. Now, on that note, Trev, you got an awesome song for us today. Does a bear fall in the woods? Yeah. I guess so. Um, Okay, so go for it. 30 seconds. Um, It's going to be hard to beat those first two songs from the first two episodes, but uh, let me review with the kids real quick. Kids, thanks for listening today. Your vocab word was friendship. Friendship. Remember, best friends are united by their trust in God. They are committed to one another through thick and thin, and they serve one another, even when it hurts, even when it's hard. Now, your memory verse today, kids, is the one um, that I just read. It's one of Jesus' great teachings on friendship. In John 15, verse 11, Jesus teaches uh, this. He says, I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. Now, again, your prayer assignment is the same thing as the last two days. I want you to give your heart to God again today. It's a really simple prayer, kids. I want you to say, God, I am a kid after your heart. So today, I will love and trust you by, and fill in the blank. You do it, your parents do it. Together, I want you to tell God how you're gonna love and trust him today. Try to think about a way you can apply your prayers to your friends. Now, last thing, Trevor, it's the end of the week. So can you give secret? Hey, you know what I love? I love we're making it a little harder on the kids this week. We're, we're not, this season, we're not giving all the words every single episode. One word, you got to listen to episode one and two to get the first two words. So what's word number three? Secret word number three is buffoon. Buffoon it is. Let's hear the song. It's the best friend song Put your best pants on It's time to get up and dance It's the best friend song Let us honor God Together life is enhanced On the days when I'm falling down You help me stay on my feet On the days when you're really hungry I'll give you something to eat 
Some days the boogies are hanging, but you don't leave me hanging at all. Instead, you let me know, so I find a tissue. Then you help me blow them all out. Cause it's the best friend song, put your best pants on. It's time to get up and dance. It's the best friend song, let us honor God together, life is enhanced. Cause it's the best friend song, put your best pants on, it's time to get up and dance. It's the best friend song, let us honor God together, life is enhanced.